Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster, and I'm going to try very hard not to step on Crow's introductory whatever it is you do. Rosebud. I should have stepped all over that one. It was terrible. All right. Rosebud. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Can't all be gems. (laughs) I'd settle for one of them. All right, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Let's have it. All right. You hate him, don't you? I hate him? No, yeah, I don't I do. Him. I do. Can't stand him. Sure you do. Can't stand him. He is going to trample all over. He is, look, people are literally going to die if he's. How can we know what he stands for when there's literally hundreds of thousands of documents that we aren't able to read at, exactly. at, at our whim mm-hmm. whenever we want them? And however we want them. I want them delivered via mail tomorrow. Look, he hates women. Mm -hmm. That goes without saying, though. (laughs) He hates women. He loves guns. He's not a fan of the retards. Well, we can... can, can Yes, I did that on purpose. (laughs) We can bypass all this just by saying he's a straight white male. Enough said. Yeah, we have enough of that on the court already. Yeah, I mean, it's just... uh, you know, um, we need some left-handed, self-identifying black lesbian well, amputees. Yeah, and uh, exactly like me. And <laughs> you know, you're an amputee now. Well, I am disabled. I didn't tell you what my disability. You assume my disability was mental. I know it's mental. But uh, you you saw me walking with that hitch, right? With that little limp. No. Oh, my no. prosthetic is uh is is doing its job then. Prosthetic what? Uh, third leg. <laughs> Uh, but we need—we really need to dismantle the system of whiteness yes. on the courts and uh, have more uh, strong, proud female Latin Latinx on it. Latinx. Yeah, you can't say Latino or Latina anymore because that—that's too gender specific. So the new word is Latinx because then you're not differentiating between male and female. Except, if I remember from my Spanish that I took in high school and college. That, you know, if it's Latino, it's a man. If it's Latina, and that's that way with any word, so it's got a male or female ending. Yeah. If it can be both, it defaults to the male ending. Well, that shows their uh, patriarchy right there. Right. But I'm saying it's it's a hate it's a hate of your own language traditions. Uh, to, uh, yeah. Well, anyways, we need we need more strong uh, Latina or Latinx. Sorry. It used to be... Uh, um, who was it? Uh, Keegan. Kagan. Kagan, that uh, said that when they were interviewing her for, to be a Supreme Court justice. I think that was Sotomayor. Mm, was it? So- yeah, you're right. It was Sotomayor. Yep, Sotomayor. Did you She's- know that? I I can't remember if this is Harvard. She said yet. the 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 well before I forget. She said the quote was, and I don't have it in front of me, but it was basically saying that um, a, a Latino, a strong Latino woman with her with the 
uh, a summation of her experience is going to be a better uh, adjudicator, basically. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't exactly what she said, but that was that was the gist of what she was saying. You know, that a, a white straight male does not have the depth and breadth of experience to make him able to uh, adjudicate better than her. She would be better because of her strong um, female um, Latina uh, womanness. I don't know. I'm 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 adding words it's to femaleitude. this. Femaleitude. Femaleitude. Yeah. Yes. Well, but nowadays you can't even say that. Now she would be excoriated for that because saying a strong female um, Latina excoriated isn't that when the Pope kicks you out of the church? I thought that was when somebody rips your nuts off, but that's what I've been using it for. But right. uh, so you can't say that anymore. You have to say a strong Latinx. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find her. The actual quote, yeah, because I was adding a lot of shit, my own, my own interpretation, though. My own impression, it was my impression, it was artistic, it was an artistic impression that I was giving of what she said. So it was like, it was like doing an interpretive dance, but verbally. Uh, she says that Latinas are making, this is from her uh, confirmation hearings, uh, Latinas are making, I lost it here, basically she says they're making headway in the old boy network. Does she realize she just microaggressed us white males? Yeah, but that's okay. Well, sorry. Because I the, just microaggressed you because you're a self-identifying... Disabled, lesbian, black, black female woman. Yes. Amputee. I, I don't use the word amputee. I think that's uh, limiting. <laughs> Differently abled? Yes. Or enhanced? I'm handicapable. <laughs> you're enhanced? God, people are going to hate this. Um, yeah, she's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. She just—I didn't mean to get off on uh, a rant about her, but um, well, the problem is they're—they're—they're they're, they're giving the, the Democrats and the left are trying to give to bring standards that they didn't have for any uh, liberal justice. Of course, I mean, obviously that's going to happen, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's hitting the bottom of the barrel with what they're doing, and it's—it's it's Kabuki theater. It's ridiculous this bullshit because they know he's going to get confirmed, and they're just. Basically trying to shit on Trump. And that's their that's their go-to fucking um, modus operandi, you know? Well, and this is the thing I think is funny is Elena Kagan, I believe, was the president of Harvard Law School or the president of Harvard, one of those two. And she uh, she hired Kavanaugh at one point. So apparently she thought he was good enough. Right. But now we got to run him through all this. I, you know, I expect that expect that the party that's in the minority is going to put up a fight. The Democrat, or the Republicans did it with Kagan and Sotomayor, but but they get confirmed because I believe a president, when elected by a majority of the people, regardless of who it is and regardless of whether or not I agree with them, based on the Constitution, gets to pick justices, and if. 51 senators, or it used to be 60, say, yeah, sure, good enough. Which is how it should have been. Yeah. But the Democrats fucked that. Harry Reid fucked that up. Do you know why they fucked it up? Because they said the, the Republicans were going to do it. Yeah. So they beat them a bunch. So, well, you know, they had no choice. They had to do it. Again, they had to do it righteously. Again, it's the left projecting their own bullshit on on other people on, on, the, on the other side. That's what they do. I think I've used this example before. The analogy, I would say, is it's... That's like cheating on your spouse and saying, well, they were going to cheat on me, so I did it yeah. first. 
But uh, as Lindsey Graham said, and I hate agreeing with Lindsey Graham because he's such a pansy. Although, you know, he's been a lot cooler since he got his ass kicked in the primaries and basically realized that he should just loosen up a little. Um, he said, you know, borrowing from Barack Obama's line about elections have consequences. He said, look, when you, you don't get to pick justices when you lose elections. He goes, if you want to pick justices, win. And they didn't. And now it comes up. Yeah, well, you've got Cory Booker and uh, what's the Minnesota senator? Amy Klobuchar. Um, Amy Klobuchar. And they're talking about how, you know, if we don't get access to all these de- these documents that are being kept from us, then how can we, um, you know, there, there's, there might be something in there that's, that's uh, um, ex- excludes him from being a Supreme Court justice. Um, and they're talking about the number of documents they're talking about is just, it's astronomical. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but it's, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of documents well they're just stalling and it's all the thing is but if if you they say well we need to see these documents well think let's let's think about this if you get that many documents how how long do you think it would take you to go through those documents according to amy klobuchar they need at least a month (laughs) it would take you like 20 years but she wants at least a month why Mm -hmm. because if it takes a couple weeks to get them they have to wait a month we're coming right up on the elections right that's it that's, That's all what it is. They want. Yeah, they want this. They, it's a blatant stalling tactic. They know it's blatant. They know everybody sees through it, but they don't care. Yeah, because they count. For one thing, they do count on the media covering for them. So they they count on the fact that the media is not going to say they're 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 doing this. They're do this is a craven act on their part. This is blatantly political, and it's it's kind of distasteful what they're doing. Um, the media won't do that. The media will say, you know, you know, they, they, they have questions and they think they, they should be heard and they should be answered. It's, it's totally legitimate what they're doing. This is not a stalling. They don't, they won't bring up the fact that it's a stalling tactic. So anybody who's not tuned in politically and watching the regular MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS news, don't get, they won't get any kind of impression that the Democrats are being fucking disingenuous assholes right now. They're, they're just going, well, this is the process. This is, this is how it works. And, and you know what? Trump's an asshole and this might be uh, illegitimate what's going on here. And I think they're, they're bringing up valid points. No, they're not. It's just bullshit. Well, and you know, we'd be lying if we said the Republicans weren't going to do the same thing if she was on the other foot. Yeah. They, they, they do whatever they could to, stalled until the election time too um, obviously right I mean I would expect well, they them to Merrick Garland yeah they I, just said we're just not going to put them up yeah but but it wasn't this disingenuous bullshit it was just like no we're, we're well, I still, things I are still, happening election wise and we want to wait I still think it was disingenuous bullshit you can argue about the degree or not but the point was if you have the legal means to make it stop or make it happen then you use them right and this idea that by playing by the rules, you're somehow fucking the system up. You know, I, I think that's that's just stupid. And so when Obama was in his last two years and the um, Republicans got control of the Senate, didn't they? I think they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Harry Reid was out and Mitch McConnell was like, I'm not going to put him up. I'm just yeah. not going to do it. That's no different when... Uh, the Republicans had the House and Ryan and, uh, well, it wasn't Ryan at the time. It was um, Boehner. Yeah. Ryan Boehner. Yeah. They were passing all of this legislation and sending it to the House and Harry Reid just wouldn't put it up for a vote. Right. So we get the obstructionist Harry Reid stuff. So 
you can say it's playing politics. You can no, it's the fucking rules. And if Harry Reid is in charge of the Senate and he's the second half of that legislative body, and you don't like it, too bad, and vote other people in. And that's why you and I disagree on the whole Justice Roberts thing about the of the Affordable Care Act, but. I think he was absolutely right in what he said. Don't expect the court to fix it. You know, elect different people, which they did. And now the winning side gets to put its judge in. And he's going to get passed because they've got enough, because the Democrats changed the number. They did it. You know, and they say, well, we had to do it because of uh, Republican uh, historical obstruction. Well, yeah, because when you're in the minority party, that's all you got. Yeah. And if you've got enough votes to obstruct it, you obstruct it. You don't just go, well, they got more than us, so I got to give up. You know, you fight like hell to win. So, too damn bad. You know what's going to be really funny? Get back to this Kavanaugh thing in a second. So, Kavanaugh gets confirmed, right? Well, he's going to. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg ain't going to last. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. How old is she, like 86? It doesn't. She's what she's battling a pancreatic cancer. Is she? Uh, or she has. I, I mean, I don't know I if she is not, right now, but she has. I am not uh, wishing anybody to pass. I certainly am not. You just want him to fucking die. You know what I mean. Oh, okay. Oh, God, I get dick. it. Dick. Nineteen fifty-four. Uh, oh no, that's that's when she married her husband. Holy shit! She was. Uh, God, when was she born here? Look up the look up nineteen thirty three. Look up Ginsburg and health if you can see because oh. I'm pretty sure I'm sure pretty sure it was pancreatic cancer. She either had it or has She's it. She's eighty five. First of all, when you're fucking eighty five years old, you do not have the your faculties. Most people, right? Don't and I'm not saying she doesn't, but I'm also saying she might not. Your brain just slows down. Shit, I'm not even near well, eighty five, and mine slowed down. Her, I mean, she's a she's a physical mess. She can barely stand up. Oh, there you go. Judging her on her physical can't stay away just because she's a woman, right? Has You're to, judging her on her physical yeah. attributes. So I mean, but it was the same. It's the same thing uh, with McCain. It's like you're you're sickly. You're um, you're way way past your prime. Well, McCain wasn't. He wasn't even in Washington from ninety to. Or, sorry, from uh, November and December on. Right. You know, well, uh, he was a lot worse off than they were letting on, too. So. Who's the one? Uh, and he would not re- relinquish his. Who's the one radio guy out of Arizona? He's done some national stuff. The black guy. Uh, Harris? James T. Harris. Yeah. He said, you know, we went without representation for all this time because. Yeah, he wasn't doing he the, wasn't the job of a senator. Yeah. You know, and he was planning this elaborate funeral and stuff. So, uh 1999, Ginsburg was diagnosed with colon cancer. She underwent surgery that followed by chemotherapy and radiation. Uh, she didn't miss a day on the bench, blah, blah, blah. Okay, blah. I thought it was pancreatic cancer for some reason. On February 2009, she underwent uh, surgery, this time for pancreatic ah, cancer. Ah, so I did not fake news. <laughs> Ginsburg had a tumor that was discovered at an early stage. Uh, she was released from New York City Hospital, blah, blah, blah. November 4th. On November 26, 2014, she had a stent placed in her right coronary artery after experiencing discomfort while exercising in the Supreme Court gym. You know, look, she's if if Trump gets elected again, <coughs> and there's a decent shot that he does, um, 
Call it 50-50. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I said it before and I'll say it again. She'll stick it out just through spite. That will keep your health. It's the glue that's holding her together. So she's going to be at least 87, if not 88, before the election comes up again. Let's say Trump wins. She can't make it to 92. And even if she could, she shouldn't. You shouldn't be a justice at 92. No. Hell, you shouldn't be a justice at 82. You know what? If you've got any integrity or anything, just go live your life. You yeah. know? Be yep. around your family. She's probably got grandkids. Why don't you be around them? So, anyway, so she's a hard left. I mean, super hard left. Yeah. Can you imagine what's going to happen? That Because you know who the next one they're going to put up is. Who's that... Uh, Catholic uh, justice, the anti-abortion female. Oh yeah, because they were t- she was on the short list, right? Yeah, the they were saying they, she's yeah. too she's too hard right to get through. Yeah, but they said they're going to put her in as the next one because the Democrats are going to have to fight and say, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, it's a woman, and you don't now it doesn't matter if she's a woman. Now it's I mean, was she Hispanic? Think, right? Was she Hispanic or no? Okay. She's I can't remember. I think her, I think she's Irish okay. or something like that. But anyway, so getting back to Kavanaugh, I, I don't know his qualifications or anything. But the American Bar Association came out and said, yeah, he's hundred percent qualified to be. A... I've heard different sources say that he um, is going to be uh, more conservative than Kennedy. Or wait, who who's he replacing? Kennedy. Kennedy. Kennedy was kind of the swing vote. Yeah, they say they say he he'll be more of a reliable um, conservative vote, is what the is what their people are saying. I've heard a few people say they say. I mean, he's not like hardcore, but he's going to be more reliable than Kennedy to vote to to vote uh, more conservative. Yeah, you just don't know though. I no, mean, you don't. But there's that's a, all assumptions. Sandra Day O'Connor came in under Reagan. Wait, that can't be right because Reagan's a Republican. He wouldn't have appointed a woman, <laughs> right? Reagan's very conservative, and Sandra Day O'Connor wound up being a very swing vote yeah. for many years. And then, uh, God, was it Breyer that uh, that Bush put in? Breyer's oh. been a lefty. And there have been plenty of people, you included, who say that uh, Roberts is way too left. Um, so, I mean, you just you can't tell. Who knows what they're going to be? But right. regardless, it, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if they're all if the country keeps electing Democrats, and the Democrats get to put, uh, you know, people on the Supreme Court, then they get to, and vice versa for Republicans. It's so stupid when they say, "Well, Kavanaugh is too far to the right, and he should have picked someone more moderate, like Merrick Garland." Merrick Garland's not any more moderate than Kavanaugh is, you know. But you can just make that shit up and say, right. "Oh, you know, he is." Well, I mean, personally, I I want conservative justices, obviously, because or, or a strict uh, originalist, constitutionalist, whatever you want to call them, ones that don't believe the in the whole, you know, the Constitution is a living, breathing document, and we can decide what it means, uh, de- you know, depending on how we feel, what we eat for breakfast. I want nine Scalias in there. Yeah, yeah. Again, we've mentioned this before many podcasts ago, but the thing I love about Scalia is. All I had to hear was his opinion on flag burning. He's like, look, if I were king, you can't do it. You can't. He's punishable by, I don't know if he said this, but punishable by death kind of thing. You know, I mean, he thought there should be severe punishment for it. He goes, but I'm not king, and the Constitution says it's protected under free speech. He goes, so you get to do it. 
Yeah. I want people who can objectively look at it like that. I don't want I I don't think by any stretch of the imagination Roe v. Wade's ever going to be overturned. I think you might get states who say they might kick it back to the states and say you guys deal with it, which yeah. I think is a great idea because if you don't if you don't like a federal law, you can't get away from it. If you don't like a state law, at least in theory you can move. Yeah. You know. So if they kick it back to the states and Texas and Alabama say you can't have them, but Colorado does, then you got to go to Colorado to get your abortion, you know. But I I want people who don't look at it and say, well, you know, if uh, if we do this, then people are going to feel a certain way about it. I don't, I don't want that. I just want the law to be interpreted as yeah, blind a, and emotional. I don't want this relativism theory or anything close to that around the courts. I don't want them, and I don't want them considering um, other nations' laws when they when they consider um, our laws or constitution. Because I've I've heard that uh, a talk of that before too, where they were talking about well, you know, you have to consider what the international law and this and that. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not. <laughs> no, there's one country's laws I want them to yeah. keep in, aside from ours, and that's England, circa 1770. Well, that's what we kind of start basing it all on. That is why we have Common the freedoms law. we have. You know, that's why we have the Bill of Rights. You know, you can have your religion, you can have your race, you can, you can, well, not your race, you can, I mean, you have that anyway, but you can have your gun, you can have your free speech, you can. Freedom of association, all that kind of stuff. Freedom of assembly, you're next. Who, me? Yeah. Um, freedom to shit. Uh, freedom to shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right to a quick and speedy trial and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, no, a, a legal search and seizure. Did you say that? Yeah, that was one of them. Um, Can't well, have I, soldiers housed. Nah, I was gonna, that was the next one I was going to say. Oh, that's yeah, a, sure. That's it was. a weird one. Yeah, sure it was. Yeah, you don't have you're, you're, you can't be forced to house soldiers in your home. Yeah, which was a big thing, I guess, back in the day. Yeah, that's where they yeah. that's where they put them. They just take your property and say, "This is our new barracks." <laughs> yeah, but I think you know I listened to some of the testimony um, and. Diane Feinstein was doing this thing about assault weapons, which is, it just makes me grind my teeth because there's a, there's a meme going out about uh, the 223, the the rifle, the Ruger Mini. It's, uh, I, I got Yeah, Ruger, Ruger Mini is a sporting rifle that fires the same round as an AR 15, the 223. Yeah, and so basically everything is exactly the same on the gun. Yeah. Except the other one looks scary. They call the Ruger Mini 14 like a ranch rifle, they yeah. call it. And then they call it an, an AR-15, uh, an assault rifle. Well, So uh, this is, it's more effective with the picture, but this is a Ruger Mini 14, semi-automatic, uses a two two three ammunition, has readily available 30-round magazines, looks like a non-scary hunting rifle, so it's A-OK. This is an AR-15, semi-automatic, but for reasons it's commonly called an assault rifle. Uh, it uses two two three ammunition, has readily available thirty round magazines, looks scary military weapon, so oh my god, ban it. Yep. If you take the the casing off of this and the stock and everything, you're left with the action and the barrel and they look exactly the same. Right. They, they function the exact same. So Diane Feinstein is saying or Feinstein, I don't know, I don't care. Uh she says uh in one of Kavanaugh's decisions, he said, Well, these guns are in common use. And she goes, common use? How do you come up with common use? And he goes, tons of people have them. They're all over the place. She goes, tons of people do not have assault weapons. And he says, 
she goes, semi-automatic assault weapons. And he says, well, most weapons are semi-automatic. Yeah. And uh, They're she, not breach action. He goes, look, even handguns. She goes, action. I'm not talking about handguns, sir. You're getting a, I'm talking about assault weapons. And he goes, whatever. He goes, look, whether they have them for hunting or just have them. He goes, hey, and she goes, well, possession is not the same as common use. I'm just like, can somebody slap this bitch yeah, and say, cut it out. Yep. You know, no reasonable person thinks that. Because then if they say, well, they're not common use, if if common use and possession really are two different things, and they're not in common use, well, what the fuck do you even need to own them for? <laughs> you know? She's making a case that if you have them, you better use them. So it gets down to this defining terms. And that's where I wanted justice in what appears what Kavanaugh would be and say, look, it says you can have them. They're not unreasonable guns. Speaking you know? of the anti-gun stuff, did you see the um, the father of the Parkland shooting, one of the victims of the Parkland, sh- was it Parkland shooting? That was the Florida one with David Hogg. That gave yeah. us David Hogg. So one of the fathers is a real big activist, and uh, he had tweeted out that he oh, was going to make dumb. sure, he was going to be, he was going to make sure that Kavanaugh doesn't get um um, elected, he, he put this message out before. It's not the guy I'm thinking of. Though. So he shows up, and he's he's gonna he goes up and tries to ambush uh, uh, Kavanaugh as he's getting up to leave um, for the recess or whatever. And he's gonna tr- go up and try to shake his hand. And then when he gets a hold of his hand, he was probably gonna start saying, you know, this, that, and the other about uh, how dare you and guns and all that bullshit. But Kavanaugh just got up and kind of looked at him and looked at his hand like, "Who are you? What is this?" And then the his security had the security you know, grabbed Kavanaugh's shoulder and the guy tried to get closer, tried to move a chair out of the way to get closer with his hand stuck out and they're like, You better shake my fucking hand. And Kavanaugh's like, uh, I don't think so. And he turned around and walked away. Didn't say I don't think so, but just no. was like, No, nah, ain't gonna happen. And the guy was pissed off, but the media is making a big spectacle. He, how dare he not shake the hand of a father of a murdered child? Well, there's a guy Because um, it was an ambush, that's why. There's a guy who's made and I don't think it was this guy based on what you're telling me, but this guy, um, Real Italian sounding guy. He's uh, uh, like New York Italian type, but he's from Parkland. His daughter, I think. It's oh no, metal. this this guy was uh, not one of the anti gun nuts, right? He was. Yeah, this, he's, he's like we should do more um, to our, you know. To, well, he's saying we should do more, so he gets up on that town hall thing, and the left is like going, "Yeah, what he said. His daughter Meadow got killed, and blah blah blah." And he said, "We're not talking about, you know, what we should do." He goes, "Yeah, we're talking about guns," but he goes. We, we have more security in airports. And his point was, it shouldn't just be guns. It should be, you know, metal detectors and things like that. And a week or two into him getting up and speaking, the left decided they were done with him because he wasn't, he wasn't going the route that they wanted him to go. Yeah. All right, I've got the guy's name. Uh, Fred Gutenberg, father of slain Parkland student Jamie Gutenberg. So... Uh, he wrote on Twitter, I guess he, he did not want to deal with the reality of gun violence. So he attempted to shake hands with Kavanaugh. And Kavanaugh's like, who? What, what's going on here? What is this? Um, yeah, but they're not saying what he said beforehand. They're saying what he said afterhand. So, Okay, the one I'm talking about is um, Andrew Pollack, whose daughter Meadow was killed in the mass shooting at... Um, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, filed a wrongful death suit Monday evening, according to court records. This is dated May 2nd. Um, the suit named several parties, including Nicholas Cruz, a 19-year-old accused in the shooting, Broward County Sheriff's Deputy Scott Peterson, who's the guy who sat outside, um, 
who did not go into the building, into building 12, although he knew there was a shooting going on. Um, Pollock announced on Twitter what he was going to do with the money. I want to use, I want to be sure everywhere he goes in this country, he'll be recognized as a coward that could have gone in and saved the students and teachers on the third floor. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy's, uh, he's, I think he leans fairly conservatively, but he's also doing the, I mean, the left when they had the, Dana Lash, Marco Rubio, Town Hall. Uh, he was there talking about it, and the left was embracing him, and then now they're like, oh, we don't want to talk to this guy because he's not just banned guns. So, right. But getting back to Kavanaugh, uh, the guy's had a lot of patience, and he's not the most – he seems fairly smart, but he's not the most articulate guy. He's not very smooth, um, which isn't really a requirement for – being in the Supreme Court, but he always seems a little awkward when he's talking, and he keeps getting interrupted by these fucks in the gallery. Yeah. And this is where you and I disagree. I mean, I think I think those people have a right to be there. If you pipe up like that, you're escorted out right away. You're fined 50 bucks. If you come back, you can come back in, but if you do it again, then you can wind up with six months in jail, which is what I think they should be. And But at one point, somebody said, you know, Grassley should just... Senator Grassley is the chair of that committee. Should just clear the damn room out and say, let's just get this done. Um, I'm kind of starting to lean that way, but mostly I like the whole free speech thing. Well, I, I think after a certain amount of interruption and disruption, you go, okay, this is a coordinated effort to disrupt. It's not. It's not a. a it's not an appropriate form of protest. Or maybe even issue warnings and say, look, I'm not going to put up with much more of this. If I get yeah. a whole lot more of this, we're just going to shut you guys out. Yeah, we're not. They, this is not the appropriate place to protest. This is a place for the for the people you elected. If they want to act like assholes, the the Democrats, by all means, that they within the rules of whatever the the hearing is, they can do it. Which they're still skirting. The the Democrats aren't going by the rules of the hearing anyway. They're they're taking time they shouldn't take, and they're being assholes anyway. But but let them do that. That you represented them, or you've elected them for that, so your voice is being heard right now. So you, this is not an appropriate place for a protest, in my opinion. Right? I mean, I mean, that's yeah, I agree. And then, did you hear this thing about? Um, so this woman sitting behind him, uh, white power. What is a white power hand signal? It's the okay sign. Don't you know? Are you not white? We um, all were supposed to know this. I, unlike you, I'm not a white supremacist. Okay. You are white, hence you are a white supremacist. Oh, yes. You are part of the club, dude. So if you don't know that the okay sign... So hold your right hand up in front of you and the okay sign, all right? Which one is my right hand? The one you the one you wipe with. <laughs> Think about it. The one I do what with? You wipe. Wipe what? Your taint with uh, fresh wipes. A taint wiping. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So hold it up. See the see the so everybody's doing this right, holding their hand up. So you're doing the okay sign. So if you're facing it away from your body and you're showing to somebody, you've got the the pinky, the ring finger, and the middle finger uh, make kind of a W, and then the little circle with your with your index finger and your thumb connected that makes the circle of a P. When the, and the line going down your hand is the is the line of P. So it's wipeout. Oh my god. Yeah, and you know where that came from. Mississippi burning? No, there's uh, if, if if everybody's heard of 4chan, it's a it's a bunch of internet trolls basically, um, and what they do is they they fuck with people, and they decided it would be really fun to fuck with liberals and come up with a, a new way to get their panties in a bunch 
So they, a bunch of them got together and started spreading the rumor that, hey, there's this white power sim symbol that you're seeing all over. It's this okay sign. If you see people doing okay, that means they're, they're, um, it's a secret symbol for white power. And the, the left ran with it and they, 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 <laughs> they fell for it. And they started putting out, like the Southern Poverty Law Center started putting out press releases about, this is not okay. If you see this hate, hate symbol, this is <laughs> whatever. <laughs> just, and they fell for it. And they're still falling for it, even though even a lot of people on the left are like, yeah, it was a, it was a troll. It was a prank. And people fell for it. Let's move on. No, there's still a bunch of lefties that believe that, that the okay symbol is white, white power. And then what, what perpetuated it was people doing it to fuck with the left after after that after it blew up and the left said that or started posting that saying this is a white power and then the the people on the right that knew it wasn't started trolling like the media and stuff and like having pictures taken with like their little okay symbols and all that stuff so it was it was it was a massive troll maneuver and it was funny but the left just are still they're, they're still so um, you know not able to recognize being trolled on something like that or they don't or they don't want to recognize it well isn't there something, it's just too juicy too good isn't there something a scene from the mississippi burning movie where gene hackman is talking about hey do you notice what the guys are doing with their belts they put their index finger and their thumb in their belt and they let their three fingers hang down it's supposed to signal white power or something if hmm. you invert it i didn't even know i yeah. wonder if that's where the maybe that's where 4chan kind of got the idea to do it i don't know so but now there's a a new like uh, she's seriously think about this for a minute though in a nationally televised hearing, she's going to flash a white power signal. Yeah. Which I think she's also Hispanic, too. Ah, uh, Jewish, from yeah. what I understand. Either way, just... But she was basically resting her hand on her arm and then just curled her two fingers together on top of her arm. So it happened. So it made it made an okay sign. Okay, but let's, let's just say, let's go with the lunacy of the left on this, that she was doing the white power signal. She dog whistled. How does that change anything? It doesn't change a fucking thing. It, it lets thing. white people know, hey, we're with you. I am with him. He's with me. And I believe in white power. So, hey, you know, everybody cool down if you're white and uh, support this guy because he's for you. Okay, but fine. You, it's still, you can't do anything. You don't get to vote in the This guy's getting confirmed. They have the votes to get him in. This this is a, I was going to say monkey show. <gasps> yeah, no. <laughs> It's a dog. How dare and, you? It's a dog and pony show. I the monkey thing. I got something to come back to on that. Um, the uh, it's it's a dog and pony show about he's he's getting in. So what's the advantage of her doing this? It can't change anything. No, it it doesn't do anything. If he's getting in, he's getting in. Right. Even if even if she and he believed in white power, there'd be no reason for them to do that. Yeah, I just it, it makes no it sense. It wouldn't advance. It wouldn't advance the white agenda to flash that to people and just a wink and a nod. Hey, white people, white power. <laughs> yeah, unless people say, "Well, they're just flat out gloating. They're just admitting they're racist right there." If you're truly racist, why do you, you know, why do you have to admit it? It's it's you're just you're trying to rationalize the irrational and 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 the the SJW kind of mindset, which is it it really is a mindset of of lunacy. Well, you know, I mean, they're trying everything they can. You know, Amy Klobuchar was in on this obstruction thing, but, and I was watching part of the hearings, um, you know, another part from the Feinstein thing where Cory Booker was saying, and I don't, I don't understand how all these rules of the Senate work, 
but there were, you know, they want some documents out and everything. And he said, and if I'm getting this wrong, I apologize, but I think I'm pretty close. He says, well, I have these two confidential documents and I'm going to release them. And I know that I could possibly be removed from the Senate for this behavior, blah, blah, blah. But here they are because I think the people deserve to know. I'm paraphrasing. And John Cornyn from Texas is like, what the fuck? You can't do that. That's unbecoming. That guy's got to get the hell out of here. And so Cory Booker is like, well, bring it then. Bring the charges. Let's see it. Turns out these things were actually declassified somewhere else anyway. But I mean, just the balls on this guy to be able to do it. And so they went around for like an hour about, no, 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 we have to have this stuff released. And Chuck Grassley finally, well, Mike Lee first said, he goes, I get it. But these are not our documents. They belong to the people. You know, the people that have them, not the not the uh, American public. He goes, those things, he, he uh, talks about how the First Continental Congress, or the First They're private documents. Congress had sealed 30 years worth of documents. He said, they're sealed. You can't, he goes, those, that was the Constitution. Those people, those didn't belong to the people. So they came back with, no, they do. And they argued about that. And Chuck Grassley goes, tell you what, why don't we do this? Why don't we make everything public? We'll include all the all you senators' emails on this and everything. And nobody wanted to do that, of course, because nobody wants to see that shit come out. They're just stalling. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's pathetic. You know, it's just like the Republicans couldn't stop uh, Keegan and Sotomayor from getting in, and I'm sure they would have loved to. And I'm sure they probably pulled some oh, yeah. of this bullshit too. But just fucking get on with it, you know? You know, you're talking about guns before. Was I? Yeah. I don't ever remember talking about guns. I um, don't like guns. guns there's a dangerous. there's a uh, a store, an outlet store. It's like a, a survivalist camping outlet store here in our town here, and they're having a um, a warrior rally this month. Um, one of the things they're doing is they, they've got a sale on an AR uh, a scary assault rifle, an AR-15. It's called an ATI Omni Hybrid Max P3. By the way, I'm whistling right now, but because you can't hear it, it's, it's meant only for dogs to hear. Well, or white people. Yeah. Um, so white people are better here. <laughs> Anywho, we can't run fast, but we can we can hear it in registers. You just can't get. You can buy this thing for three hundred and sixty dollars, brand new. Why? Because it's awesome. It's no, but I mean, why are they doing it? Because uh, don't those things go for like fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred? No, bucks? you can get like a, um, a, a lot of them. Like a Bushmaster is a brand, and those are relatively that's hate speech, by the way. <laughs> you can't say Bushmaster inexpensive, like four or five hundred bucks. But this one says it's a hundred dollars off, and you can get it for three hundred and sixty bucks at this at this uh, this rally thing they're having. So, I mean, if you want an Air fifteen, now's the time to get it. You lost yours in a boating accident, didn't you? I did. And uh, if I got this one, I'd probably lose this one right away, too. Because I'm just really... They get slippery out of the boat. Yeah. You know? So, I just thought I'd point that out to you. Because I, I know you really are shopping for guns. You're stocking up for the end of the world. Or, or the, the war that's coming. What are, I can't remember what you said. The riots? The, the, the war? What did you call it? The, uh, the super volcano that's going to blow? The super, super volcano, yeah. I'm going to shoot that lava. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. no, I, I just, I'm disgusted by watching politicians and, you know, ones on both sides. I, I, they have no, they're not in touch with any real people whatsoever. And it, you know, we're getting into the election season now and I love these ads. And I mean, sarcastic, that sarcastically when they say, you know, 
I'm so-and-so and I approve this message. And then all it does is go into the other person and how they suck. You know, that one yeah. sucks because of this and they suck because of that. And Well, I don't mind a contrast tell video. Tell me what you stand for. I don't mind a contrast video if they go, my opponent stands for this. I stand for this. Right. That contrast videos are good. I just, and but I mean, when you just say this person sucks and that person. I mean, you're implying that. Well, this, this guy person, hates puppies. Yeah. Well, this person voted to to um, shut down the copper mines and put a pe- bunch of people out of jobs. Well, then you don't have to say, but I don't want that for people. You don't have to say that. You don't to compare and contrast. You know, so I think that's all right. Right, but I would rather see someone saying, "Look, we need to bring copper mining back because we need to provide jobs." But my opponent hates the working man. (laughs) My opponent hates children. Uh, Did you uh, see that? uh, You didn't see the video of Alex Jones confronting Marco Rubio? Yes, I did. But before you do that, Lucite break this. Oh, forgot about that. Yeah. So we've got uh, table topics. It's a uh, bunch of cards with questions on them, and it's in the Lucite Brick of Magic. So here we go. First one is Crow. Why are you such a hateful prick? Yeah. Oh. You got to say, because I was born that way. What would you change about your career? Nothing. Um, everything. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Well, it's hard for a self-identifying black lesbian woman to get ahead. Right. you got the man yeah. constantly keeping you down. Yeah. All right. Uh, besides your family, who has known you the longest? That's... Uh, a buddy of mine I brought up before. Love to have him on the show. Yeah. He's a college professor. I've known him since I was 12. Besides your family, who have you known the longest? Well, I've known you quite a long time. Yeah. People but... I stay in contact with? Yeah, probably me. Yeah, I don't stay in contact with a bunch of friends. You know, it's sad that you and I are like probably our best friends. <laughs> God, we could aim so much higher. All right, last one. This one's better. What was your favorite book as a child? Uh, Define child. I'd say uh, when you're old enough. Well, I mean, no, you could, you could, if your parents read a book to you that you loved, or you, we can go that young. But go, I was the, go dog go, and that was one that your parents read to you. Yeah, and it was funny because I started reading it to my kids when they were little, mm-hmm. and uh, they mispronounced it "doggo go." <laughs> but my uh, my favorite kids' book is "Goodnight Moon." I love reading that book to kids. Uh, yeah, I I don't remember. I remember I was read to as a kid, but I don't have a specific like book or story. I think we got like there was a book of um, uh, I don't think it was Aesop's Fables. It might have been. The um the more what's the other um, Mother Goose or the, yeah the more European ones was the woman living in a shoe yeah all that I had a, we had a thing. big thick book of those and they had illustrations in it and so I think I had that exact same book yeah and so it it looked old it had like an old and it was just fun because the illustrations were really good and I just remember the, the troll and Billy Goat Scruff scared the shit out yeah. of yeah and they were detailed very well detailed illustrations with color and all that and I think from what I remember. Um, so that was probably one of my favorite books because it was huge and it had so much, like you could go back and you could read stories and you could look at the pictures and you'd see something new every time because it was so intricate. There was so much going on. So yeah, I think that's one of my favorites or probably my one. If I remember it's because I have a terrible memory of my childhood. So you could say, uh, you could say an encyclopedia and watch everyone under 25 go, Oh, what? It was this book. It used to have stuff in it. So I, the reason I ask is define, uh, define childhood technically i was a child in high school yeah i when i think of childhood i think of under 12 yeah but there was a book i read in high school um 
a guy named Richard Bach wrote Jonathan Livingston Siegel yeah. called Illusions. And it's about a guy who's a modern-day messiah, but it takes this really sort of different approach to it. He flies around the country in a biplane selling rides. It's people that set like in the late 60s, early 70s. So he's kind of, they call it the barnstorming. So he'd just fly into a town and sell rides in his biplane. And uh, he runs into this, the author runs into this guy. And he gives him the Messiah's handbook and how to become a Messiah and stuff. And it's really an interesting hmm. book. But he does, it's it's a lot of stuff about like just possibilities and stuff. So this guy really is like a Messiah. He can part water and do all that stuff. But mostly the book is about, there's some good quotes in there out of the Messiah's handbook. And one of them is like, argue for your limitations and sure enough, they're yours. In other words, if you limit yourself, that's all, if you say, well, I can't do that, then you can't, you know, that's right. as simple as that. And it's, uh, it's just, it, there's some really cool stuff in it. If you have not read Richard... Richard Bach's Illusions. It's worth reading. Hmm. No, I've never read anything that deep. I think you'd like it, actually. Yeah, probably. I think uh, if we're still talking young, like like just when you start getting into that where you can read well, you know, so you can actually, you know. I never said I could read well. Well, I, you know, I learned a lot of my vocabulary from comic books, basically, um, because they were written back then. They were written for... for uh, Kids, Smart people, kids, but they had a, they didn't dumb it down. They used language that adults use. So, um, but also those choose your own adventure books. Yeah, those I, are good. I loved those things. I loved them, and they're Except so the ones where I died. They were so flipping weird. I mean, if you think about it, they just had just sometimes they just didn't make any sense. I mean, it didn't matter if they made sense or not because the weirdness of it kind of drew me in. It's like I wouldn't do this, but yeah, this is strange. And then the illustrations were really cool in a lot of them, the old ones. <laughs> I remember one of the first ones I ever read was uh, it was it was like right as I was getting into Dungeons and Dragons in like early high school, and uh, it was along those lines like the princess is missing and you got to go find her. So you know you you go to the castle as like you go to the king and say I'm going to find your daughter and everything, and the sister goes Hey, come here, man. I'll give you some you know help you out with this and you go okay you go in there and she's got like this ring that traps you in it and it ends and i'm like oh. fuck that was that was like the first one you go now nah, i gotta go back and do it again now i always felt like damn i failed as an adventurer because i got I trapped just, in the first just one. thinking they should make an adult version of that where she offers you a hand job <laughs> and then then you fail your mission because you <laughs> because you're tired right because you have to take a nap then <laughs> you're sleepy <laughs> you, you missed the boat now you gotta find a cigarette. or you missed miss the, peg, the, the, the pegasus flies away yeah. without you <laughs> I want to go, but I'm just really tired. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, and then and then she wants to cuddle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Farmington High School Band. All right. So nice. there's this high school in Minnesota, in the town of Farmington. They just did this. I didn't see the performance, but they did a performance that was supposed to be very dystopian, stealing uh, themes from... 1984. 1984 the and Hunger Games and all that. But at the end of it, the band spells out resist. They have banners These that say resist. Banners. And they have their fists in the air. Yeah. And some people, I don't know where they got this idea, thought that it might be political and possibly anti-Trump. Yeah, but if you they they no the news media interviewed a bunch of the students and the and the the band director the band director and they said I don't know how you could see that because there was no, absolutely nothing political about it and the kids said that so it had to be true. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's funny. You and I were talking about this, and you said, oh, bullshit. I'm looking at it another way. Your, uh, your point, I think, is that they're just absolutely denying that that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, they they're knew. just flat out lying. Yeah. I think they weren't lying. I think they think of it like, hey, this is totally harmless, that everybody sort of agrees with us. So we're not being political. We're just being human. No, because I think the attitude is more um, fuck Trump. So I think it's not that. I think it's like stick it to stick it to Trump and stick it to all those evil uh, Trump supporters. Right, but I'm not. I'm not denying that. Which makes it blatantly political. But I think in what you're saying is they assume that there's people who disagree with them that aren't. Uh, you know, Jordan Peterson says this. You have to if you're on the left. The left does this really well. They paint everybody who disagrees with them as unreasonable because they can't be reasonable. Because if you're reasonable and they're reasonable, then you can't possibly disagree. So you're reasonable, so therefore they have to be unreasonable. The idea is that reasonable people can't disagree. And so I think that they understand they were making a political statement, but they didn't think it was a strong political statement because pretty much everybody sort of agrees with them. And there's only just this lunatic fringe. And so they're saying, look, we weren't making it political. We're just ha- we're just talking about like human rights, you know. Yeah, and I think I in see, education, I, I think in education. Yeah, they're in a bubble. Where you're at least yeah. 75, maybe even 90 percent liberal. No, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. They're in that bubble and they, they think they're the majority, but everything. But on the other hand, you can't, den- they can't deny the fact that it took, you know, um, Trump got elected. Uh, almost half the country helped vote Trump in. No, the the Russians fucked that up. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the Russians. How could I forget no, about the Russians? I know. I think they honestly believe that there are. Is you, people- do you think maybe there's some sort of mind control thing to make me forget about the Russians? Should I shut my computer off? Yes. <laughs> the CBI is watching. Did you know the CBI is the CIA and the FBI together? They're a branch of the Illuminati. They're watching you through your computer. Damn. Yeah. They're using gay frogs. I was gonna say, you're thinking that, I was going to say, did they make the frogs gay? <laughs> they did. <laughs> oh, you know what? We got to stop talking about this. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're going to get we're going to get doxxed. No, I, I honestly think they thought they were making a very, very mild political statement that only very distant, very lunatic people disagree with. I don't think they ever expected anybody next to them on the bleachers to go, what the fuck was that? Yeah. I don't think they really... You had this happen to you recently. A friend of ours, um, who you hang out with on a regular basis, said something about Trump, and you said, you know I voted for him, right? Your friend was like, what? You voted yeah. for Trump? Yeah, it was stunned. Stunned. And then sort of jokingly said, well, I don't know if we can hang out yeah. anymore. Yeah, Because, of course, we are the people we vote for. We're not, we're not people with opinions. Yeah. We're just... Yeah, yeah. You had to go into. I didn't have to, but I I felt obligated to go into whole a whole. Hey, okay, this is this is why I voted, and this is why I'm going to vote for. for and I was pleasant about it. I wasn't, and uh, I think it went over kind of well. I guess. Were you flashing your white power symbol at the time? Uh, was I? I don't feel a need to do that constantly. Right, because, because I'm secure you, in my. Because you know your side's winning. I'm secure in my power. <laughs> All right. Um. I think it's hilarious the way you do that. <laughs> um, 
we wanted to uh, – what was the other thing we were going to talk about? Oh, the Rubio, Alex Jones thing. Yeah, just real quick. Uh, um, I – I don't. I don't hate Alex Jones. I think he. I think he kind of has proven that he's. He plays a role. It's a character. Are you I kidding? Think, Alex Jones serious. <laughs> Alex Jones totally serious. Freaking frog, frogs are gay. <laughs> Fucking frogs are gay. <laughs> I made the frogs gay. <laughs> Rip off my shirt. Uh, he's. They're coming he, to get you. Get I, your guns. I actually like some of. I like some of his show when he has people on and he's interviewing. Right on, white power. Interviews people. <laughs> oh boy, but uh, so, anyways, he had. I think he had every right to speak, and people say, "Well, he spread misinformation," and so, so everybody does. The 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 the. It's the misinfo wars. Yeah, <laughs> the media is nothing but uh, versions of Alex Jones without the weird voice. Right. I'm sure that sounds terrible to you, but in my head, that sounds like a great Alex. And actually, no, I was I I didn't make fun of it because it was better than I can do. You heard my you heard everybody heard how bad my Alex Jones was. So it's as bad as your karaoke. Ah, uh, now you went night. Now that's a that's a that's too far too far. That hurt me. That got through. Alex like, is sorry. Got through my hard exterior and hit me right in the heart. Right in the soft gooey soft gooey heart. Well, it's, no, it's not soft and gooey. It's, made a frozen piss <laughs> but you got me there anyway um so what so rubio uh, was trying to pretend he didn't know who alex jones was or or pretend that he that he didn't know what alex jones was there for so it was a it was a, a congressional meeting about um tech uh it was cheryl sandberg from yeah. facebook it was uh, jack from face from twitter and then Google didn't show up for it. And the whole idea was it was a hearing on whether or not those three sort of social media titans are um, strapping down conservative. Thought. No, that wasn't. I, from what I understand, that the the meeting was about like cybersecurity and and, and uh, inter, uh, problems with like foreign governments getting involved in in all yeah, that kind of stuff. That's not what I understand. Well, that's what I could, I could be wrong. That it, it, that was the broader message. I, I don't. I had it. I had it up on my computer here, and I lost it. I, I must have closed it out when I closed it out another tab. Gay frogs turned it off. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want. But anyways, so uh, Alex Jones kind of cornered Rubio and said, "Hey, you know, how do you how do you feel about this? They're, they're, they're these these tech giants are they're shutting down conservatives." And um, Rubio kind of looked at him like. I don't know what to say. I, I mean, obviously he knew who he was and he didn't know how to respond because he, he thought he was getting trapped into something. You could tell the gears were turning in Rubio's head. And his only response was, I, I don't know your website. And, and Alex, I don't, yeah, I don't know your channel. And Alex Jones was like, I, you could tell Alex Jones was like, he, he didn't get phased by this. He's like, no, no, it's not. It's about what they're doing to conservatives. It's not about my channel. It's about what they're, you know, they're, they're shutting down conservative voices. And he goes, uh, Ruby's like, you mean China? Yeah. And it was like, come on, dude, stop it. You're you're playing dumb now. Stop. But then didn't Alex Jones like put his hand on his shoulder or something? He goes, yeah, don't touch yeah, me. Yeah, he like tapped him on the shoulder. Yeah, and he it goes, wasn't aggressive. He goes, I'm sorry, I don't want to make you call security. He goes, oh, I'll take care of it myself. And it's like, you tiny little man. Yeah, Rubio made himself look so bad. Alex Jones is not. I mean, I'm not saying Alex Jones is like some brute. But he's, he's got crazy. You, you you can tell he probably has crazy strength. Alex Jones could kick the shit out of him. Oh Rubio. yeah, yeah. Without um, without much trouble. Um, but but then there uh, finally finally uh, Alex Jones kind of spelled it out again for him, and he was just Rubio was stuck there. He couldn't deny. It. So he goes, "Yeah, we're talking about foreign influence." 
and he kind of walked away. It's like, you fucking dick. It's like, what a dick move. And he's like, yeah, I get it. You don't want to be tied to Alex Jones because he's toxic, I guess, for, for someone like a rhino. But R- Rubio really, I, I, the more I hear him in situations like this, just he's not he's not seasoned or ready. He doesn't know how to handle situations like this without coming across as just super disingenuous. Explain to people what uh, rhino means. Republican in name only. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think, I mean. Also, I, also I, known as the John McCain. Yeah, I threw that out there with him. He's probably not, I don't I don't even know, to be honest with you, if he's rhino or not. He's probably not. But he, he came across as, as weak. And he's done this before when, when, when he was going, when Trump went after him and he tried to go after Trump and it came across, again, super disingenuous and just fake. Like, he tried to pull the whole kind of like shit talking because Trump was doing when Trump was running for the election, was running for the nomination of the Republican Party. He was just, you know, doing the making fun of everybody's, you know, making little names for everybody. And he was just blasting people and, and people loved it. Well, Ruby decided it was he needed to step up and start doing that. So he had a, a town hall meeting where he went out there and tried to play the swagger and tried to act like a like a big man and it just came off as just sad real sad and pathetic and he stopped after that he realized they did not come off well well the thing that ended him was the chris christie thing uh, i don't recall so he gets up there and he was saying all this stuff and chris christie goes yeah sounds like a career politician you know i can't even remember the context of it but Christie knew he was coming, like Lloyd Benson knew Dan Quayle was yeah. coming, and he just... And Marco had no response, right? Yeah, but then he sort of went, eh, shrugged it off and did a couple other things. And two more times, um, Christie just goes, yep, just like just like you expect him to say. And Rubio was flustered, and it was just after Rubio had had a great debate. Yeah. And they're like, man, he might win this. And... Christy yeah, that's just the thing. Fucking yep. kneecap. Yeah, I, okay, I remember that now. And then I remember the. So he gets flustered, and he decides he has to kind of like revert to a different tactic, but he's not good at it. Uh uh-uh. uh So no, he's not. So and and he just proved it again. He just he's not quite fast enough on the uptake. He's I'm sure he's a smart guy, but like in the moment, he's not good. And you, you can't have somebody like that representing. You know, I wouldn't. I was. I'm glad he's not. You know, it wasn't the guy running for president against Hillary because I don't think he would have been able to handle it. I think Rubio would have beaten her. I do you think so. I think I think they would have found his weakness and they would have exploited it, and he would have looked like a fool. Yeah, you know what? I know we're getting off subject here. Do you know who I really want to see run for the Republican nomination? The Rock. No, although I think he Dwayne would be Johnson. a Republican. Um, Nikki Haley. Yeah, I mean, there's. You know who I actually? You know who I want like about her? A ticket, Nikki Haley and Carly Fiorina. I liked Carly Fiorina. I like them both. So Nikki Haley is a freaking badass. I uh, I can't remember her. I think something worried me about her. Kind of a little warmongering going on when it was Syria when she was talking about Syria. And you you just don't like that she's a woman. Yeah, no, I like her. I just I, I got worried when I heard her kind of ramping up the Syria stuff, and I was like, ooh, I don't I don't want any more warmongering. At this point, get us out of situation. You know, take us out of situation. Put us in situations that we don't belong. And it sounded like that's what she was kind of like doing. And I was like, ah, oh, dude, stop it. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I, I think she's great. I love Carly Fiorina. I, she did. You know, Car- Carly Fiorina held her own in the debates, and she never really made a flub. I didn't think. And she, she, she held her own. She went on like the View. 
and other talk shows. And she, she enjoyed Behar's ass. God, she did. She just won every one of those and came across really well. And I don't recall anything she said that made me cringe. I don't recall anything that made me go, oh, that didn't come out. I don't recall any of that. And she still didn't gain any traction. I thought that was so weird. The only thing where I think she hurt herself was when it was obvious that Trump was probably going to win. And the only people hanging on at the end were Cruz and and, uh, Kasich. Or Kasich. I don't know how you pronounce it. Governor of Ohio. And uh, I think it's Kasich. And uh, she threw in with Cruz. Yeah. And it it smacked of just last dish last ditch effort to pull whatever she had to him like yeah. it was close enough to get him over the edge. And Cruz did some shitty shit. Yeah, well, he he, he I used to like Cruz a lot more than before that the primary. I like him as a senator. I don't want him as a. Yeah. I don't want him as a president. He and he also just comes off as like personal personality wise. It's it's creepy. It's just something about him. You know, one thing he did really well is he was at, uh, I think it was the Iowa State Fair with, um, who's the actor, Ellen, not Ellen DeGeneres, the other one, who's, um, she was in Juno. She's a, she's Ellen gay. Page. Yeah. She confronted him sort of incognito. I saw that. And he, he engaged her and was, was polite about it, but he, he was. He did a great job. Yeah. I saw that. It was pretty good. And yeah. she, she was flummoxed. She thought he was going to like kind of either be an asshole or not have anything to say, but she just, he just said, Hey, here's the thing. And she just stood there and like, Oh, he's actually answering my questions. Well, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think it was any great feat to beat her at that point. Yeah. Cause she was, I mean, she's college aged at the time. And we well, were, I thought she we thought we were all brilliant. She thought she was ambushing him and like getting him in a gotcha kind of thing. And it turns out that he was like, Hey, I'm going to engage. We'll, we'll talk and I'll give you what, how I feel about that. I can't remember exactly what the, you know what I would like him as a Supreme Court justice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Yes. So. All right. With that. With that, we're gonna wrap her up. Um, we may be uh, having some guests here in the near future. That. Uh, yeah, we're gonna expand. Uh, we got uh, some local people that we want to talk to, and some I mentioned earlier a, a podcast friend I was gonna invite on, and then uh, maybe even a national, rec- <gasps> nationally recognized uh, 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 e celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, wow! That's, uh, that's got, got some confirmation that, uh, that that this person would do our show, but we just have to make sure that uh, we got to make the deets work. Yeah, get the details so before we can announce it. So, well, when we do, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it should be because it's somebody we've followed for a while. Yeah. So, all right. Well, until next time, if you uh, want to contact us, it's rooster at breadandcircuspodcast.com or crow at breadandcircuspodcast.com. Once again, I'm Rooster Crow. See you, bye.